Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted on August 31, 2012. Marcia Tanian of the Fiscal Services Division interviewed Jennifer Melman, Manager of the Vertical Infrastructure Program of the Department of Administrative Services, regarding major and routine maintenance of Iowa State buildings. Hi, my name is Marcia Tanian from the Fiscal Services Division, and I'm here with Jennifer Melman, Manager of the Vertical Infrastructure Program from the Department of Administrative Services, to discuss major and routine maintenance of state buildings. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Jennifer, could you start out today by telling us what is vertical infrastructure? Well, in the Iowa Code, Section 8.57 governs the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund and defines vertical infrastructure as including land acquisition and construction, major renovation and major repair of buildings, all appurtenant structures, utilities, site development, and recreational trails. Vertical infrastructure in that definition does not include routine recurring maintenance or operational expenses or leasing of a building, a pertinent structure, or utility without a lease purchase agreement. In layman's terms, vertical infrastructure means state-owned buildings and monuments. These buildings shelter a wide variety of occupants, from office workers and laboratory workers to state troopers, convicted offenders, at-risk juveniles, mentally ill patients, and mentally disabled residents. So it sounds like you have a lot of agencies under the Vertical Infrastructure Program. How many buildings and locations does that include? It includes all state agencies except for the Board of Regents, the Department of Transportation, the National Guard, the Natural Resource Commission, the Department for the Blind, the Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, and the Judicial Branch. That sounds like a lot of exceptions, but it actually still includes nearly 1,000 buildings in more than 80 locations. Wow, so what does that translate to in square footage? About 11 million square feet, or approximately 20% of all state-owned buildings. Oh, interesting. So what is the difference between major and routine maintenance? What are some examples of the projects that might be under each category? Major maintenance projects are beyond the regular normal upkeep of physical properties for the repair or replacement of failed or failing building components as necessary to return a facility to its current intended use, to prevent further damage or to make it compliant with changes in laws, regulations, codes, or standards. Examples include replacing a roof or a boiler, tuck pointing of exterior brick walls, and upgrades to allow access under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Routine maintenance projects are for the regular upkeep of physical properties, including recurring, preventive, and ongoing maintenance necessary to delay or prevent the failure of building systems and equipments. Examples include air filter changes, painting, carpeting, and plumbing repairs. However, when routine maintenance funds are not available, routine building issues can grow into major maintenance issues. Sure. For example, if routine maintenance fundings are not available for routine tuck pointing of a building facade, water infiltration over the years can pop bricks entirely out of the facade and go inside the building, ruining ceilings, walls, and carpets, which would require much more costly repairs and replacement. The industry standard for routine maintenance funding is 1% of the estimated replacement cost of the facilities, which translates to roughly $20 million annually for the DAS Vertical Infrastructure Program portfolio alone. However, facilities have not received any routine maintenance funding since 2010, and we are seeing a resulting increase in requests for major maintenance projects as a result. And just to be clear, when the agencies receive their operations budgets, 
the routine maintenance is not included in the operations budget. Is that correct? Correct. The operations budget is really for what happens inside the buildings, not for taking care of the buildings. Okay. So it's always a separate appropriation or the lack thereof. Correct. The agencies work very hard to try to make up for the routine maintenance shortfall with their operations funding, but with state budgets cut so tightly, there really just isn't much room there. How do you assess the needs of all these buildings? We're very fortunate in that most of the large facilities have dedicated on-site personnel who know their buildings and major maintenance issues inside and out. These on-site personnel typically generate the major maintenance project requests, which are then reviewed with DAS personnel to determine the project's scope, priority, and potential budget. If necessary, a construction management firm or an engineer can be brought in to estimate a project scope and cost if it's beyond the abilities of state personnel. What is the typical useful life of one of the state buildings? In Iowa, in our climate, building life is very variable. It can really vary anywhere from 30 years to more than 100 years, depending on the type of construction and how well the building is maintained. Is the oldest state building the capital? I would have to look that up. We have a number of other outlying facilities that do have buildings dating from the late 1800s. So interesting. How long can routine maintenance and major maintenance extend that useful life of a building? Again, it depends on the construction type, but adequate routine and major maintenance funding can extend the useful life of a building by 50% or more. Conversely, a building meant to last 30 years could last less than 10 years if not properly constructed or maintained. For example, a roof leak that is not fixed adequately in a timely manner can compromise the building's structural integrity and lead to the need to condemn and demolish the entire building well before the expected end of its useful life. How does your team, the Vertical Infrastructure Program, manage all these projects? DAS works closely with the agencies covered by the Vertical Infrastructure Program to maintain a list of all major maintenance projects. This list currently has more than $100 million in needs, far outstripping the funding available, so DAS has to prioritize the projects to receive funding. On a quarterly basis, agencies submit their major maintenance projects and priorities to DAS, and we rank those projects against each other to ensure we're funding the most critical projects since we have limited funding. In order to better understand the projects and rank them effectively, we ask the agencies to submit detailed comments about the projects, such as whether a roof is leaking or a fire escape has a citation from the fire marshal, and to submit pictures of the damage where applicable. For example, a roof replacement project where a roof has been repaired multiple times and is currently leaking again would receive a higher ranking than a roof replacement where the roof is at the end of its scheduled life but it doesn't have any major leaks yet. So then how do you prioritize and rank the major maintenance and routine maintenance projects that are submitted? Do you have an order of priority? Well, the funding priorities and processes are outlined in a strategic plan, but the basic idea is to fund the most critical projects that threaten the life, health, or safety of the building's occupants and visitors first. These projects could be replacing roofs that are leaking into buildings, in some cases over sensitive electrical equipment, or tuck-pointing buildings where the bricks are falling out and interiors are water damaged, or replacing steam pipe that's not rated for the high-pressure steam it's carrying, or replacing fire alarm panels that no longer function. All of these would fall into the life health safety category, which is our number one priority. Next, we would fund projects that don't threaten life health or safety, but do have the potential to cause exponential damage if they're not addressed in a timely manner. These projects could be replacement of a concrete tunnel cap that is showing signs of deterioration but is still structurally sound, or replacement of a boiler that has increasing repairs but is still functional. Upgrades to increase access under the Americans with Disabilities Act are third priority. 
Fourth priority projects are considered scheduled maintenance of currently functioning equipment, such as boilers, water heaters, and roofs that are near the end of their expected lifetime. Once all critical and scheduled maintenance items are addressed, projects that would increase operational or energy efficiency and save state taxpayer dollars are eligible for funding. Finally, demolition of abandoned buildings that cannot be repaired but do not pose a threat to passersby are last on the priority list for major maintenance funding. Unfortunately, the large list of critical items mean that some near-critical projects will have to wait while the buildings continue to deteriorate, and many, many worthy projects, such as expanding access under the Americans with Disabilities Act, replacing inefficient windows and boilers, renovating buildings to meet modern operational needs, or demolishing abandoned buildings, all may wait five years or more for funding, just depending on what level is appropriated. And then I'd assume that the list would just keep growing as you go along those five years, you would just have a larger list at that point. Absolutely. Buildings continue to evolve and change in this atmosphere, and we have buildings that were constructed over a wide timeline. So a boiler that is fine now in five years may be getting close to being scheduled to be replaced. Same thing with roofs. So yeah, that list will continue to grow. Right. What is the process that the state undergoes to put a major maintenance project into place? How long does that usually take? Once a project has been requested, ranked, and selected for funding, we generally hire an engineer through a competitive selection process to put together the project bid specifications and drawings, which are the basis then for another competitive bidding process to select the actual construction firm. It generally takes about three to six months to get through the design and bidding, depending on the size and complexity of the job. DAS personnel guide the entire project process and construction management firms have been hired to ensure quality projects are delivered. How about when there's a project on the capital complex? Do you work things into the capital complex master plan? Yes, when working on major maintenance projects on the capital complex, DAS strives to ensure all repairs and replacements meet the standards outlined in the master plan. For example, we're now replacing the exterior lights near the Grimes building and we're ensuring that the new light poles and fixtures meet the standards for exterior lighting specified in the Capital Complex Master Plan. Additionally, we will be installing a new building sign for the renamed Orrin Pate building, which was formerly the Department of Public Safety, and we'll ensure that that building sign follows the Master Plan standards and matches the other building signs on the Capital Complex. In projects that deal with the Capital Complex, you also get the advice of the Capital Planning Commission, is that correct? Yes. That's by statute? Yes. While we're on that topic, Executive Order 79 recently eliminated the Vertical Infrastructure Advisory Committee that had been created by a previous executive order. Will that change any of your processes that you just described? Not substantially. The committee helped us develop our processes and priorities for major maintenance funding, and we plan to still use those same processes and priorities. The major difference will simply be that we won't send the list to the committee for final endorsement, but we still plan to use the same advice that they gave us in determining which projects get funding. And the same definitions for major maintenance and for routine maintenance. Yes. Okay. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. This has been very informative. Is there any other information you wanted to add for the listeners? No, but I appreciate the opportunity to explain major maintenance. And I just wanted to tell our listeners, if you would like more information, you can go to the website at www.das.iowa.gov and on the left-hand side, click on General Services, and then you'll see Buildings and Monuments, and you'll be able to get to the Vertical Infrastructure Program that way. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, great. Thanks again, Jennifer. Thank you, Marcia.